How's it going, everyone? Welcome to the Personal Finance Takeover. My name's Sean. This is my co-host, Fabian. And today's title of the episode is going to be Personal Finance, Is It Important? Uh, Don't forget to download, follow, or subscribe, depending on where you're listening. And let's go ahead and just jump straight into it. Awesome. Yeah, so today we have a very special episode for you guys. Uh, We actually will be interviewing one of our listeners. His name is Adrian. Kind of the purpose of this episode is to you know, really talk about personal finance and financial literacy. And one one of the reasons why Sean and I started this podcast was just to, you know, educate people about money, get them thinking of different ways to, you know, build wealth and not always depend on that nine to five job or, or live paycheck to paycheck. So I know everyone's situation is different. Everyone manages their money different. So We just wanted to, you know, approach one of our listeners and ask him if if he wanted to be on today's episode and and tell us about a little bit about himself, how he manages his money. And yeah, I think it would be a really cool episode. All right, Adrian, thank you for jumping on today's episode. Could you give us a brief background about who you are? Yeah, sure. So uh, thank you for having me, guys. Really appreciate it. But I'm 33 years old, currently living in the Central Valley of California. Actually grew up in the east part of Los Angeles, so not too far from from Fresno where I'm currently at, but um, I grew up in a relatively low-income family, a uh, family of five, and uh, I, I chose to, to educate myself a little bit more in financial budgeting and just you know, financial future success just because I would like to provide my hopefully future family uh, much more benefits than what I, what, what I was growing up in, but um, yeah, uh, middle-class Currently, right now, uh, working for a beer beverage company, and uh, just really wanting to learn more about how I could better my future financially and and have uh, longevity with uh, with how my money works. Oh, very cool, very cool. So, um, growing up, you said you grew up in East LA. Did anyone talk to you about money? Like, did you learn like how to manage your money through your parents? Did you learn about saving, budgeting, or was it something that was never like spoken to you? Because uh, I know I know a lot of people when they're growing up, their parents never talk to them about money. So when they become adults, they end up not knowing how to properly manage, how to properly budget. And they just basically whatever they make every week, they spend every week. And sometimes they overspend. So I, I, I'm a little curious, how, how did, you know, your family approach, you know, managing the, your guys's money and stuff? Well, unfortunately, I didn't have that benefit of uh, no one close to me really um, giving me the importance and knowledge or education really on, on financial management or saving. I mean, from time to time, I, my mom and dad used to tell me to save my money, but you know, when I'm making minimum wage in, in junior high and high school, it's, it's kind of hard to, uh, to save your money when you, you know, you're spending most of it. And then the little that you do have, you're saving a little bit, but as the months go by that eventually deteriorates and deteriorates. And uh, my family really, my parents really didn't have any special practices. I believe they were living paycheck to paycheck. And when they did have a little bit extra money, they would like to splurge on, on my two brothers and myself, um, whether it's taking us out to amusement park, the movies, a nice restaurant, things of that nature. So to answer your question overall, no, I, I really didn't have any uh, education growing up on, on financial uh, budgeting. Yeah. And are you the oldest out of your, your two siblings? Yes. So I am uh, 33 and then I have two younger brothers who are uh, three, three years apart. So I have one that's 
2029 and another one that's 26. Uh, So all three of us uh, didn't really get any education. I think my younger one, my youngest brother probably has the most now that he's getting it from from myself and and from my my brother beneath me because we are getting older and uh, we're finally starting to be a little bit more knowledgeable on on how to how to uh, finance our money. Very cool. And as being the oldest, like, do you feel like it's kind of not your responsibility, but you know, it, it's something that, that, that you feel like you need to learn so you can, you know, inspire your, your younger brother so they can better themselves with money. I definitely do. Uh, 100%. I feel like I'm not going to say pressure, but I, I do feel like I do have that responsibility to educate them as much as I can. Uh, I do probably have the most successful career out of them. Um, but financially, I probably am not the most successful, uh, although I do have a, you know, kind of a more of a long-term longevity career in front of me. But uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that I do have better spending habits because I do know that my youngest brother is probably the most uh, financially uh, stable and he probably makes the least amount of money between uh, my, my brother who's right beneath me and then my, myself. But uh, I do feel that that strong responsibility to educate them as much as I can wherever I, I learn. And I think you hit on something really important uh, about managing money. So a lot of people think that in order to have money, you need to make a lot of money. Well, that's not true. You just got to be able to manage your money correctly. You need to learn how to save it, how to budget. Because, I mean, you hear stories of these people that have worked minimum wage their entire life, but they retire millionaires. And uh, it's crazy that, you know, it's just that mentality, I guess, because we never learned it right at a young age where people think, yeah, in order for you to be wealthy, in order for you to be rich, you need um, you need to make a lot of money. But what I don't think that's true. I think you're able to. And you, same thing on the other side of the spectrum. You hear millionaires going broke after a couple yeah. of years because they didn't manage their money correctly or they had too many, uh, too many toys or too many right. uh, services in front of them, whether it's you know, houses, cars, boats, and once they get injured from a sport or retire from an acting gig or lose all their property, uh, they just didn't, uh, they didn't manage their money correctly. And within months or possibly, you know, weeks, they could, they could go broke. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then stemming off of that, how do you approach like a budget? Do you have one? And if you do, is it like a monthly, weekly, biweekly type of approach? Mine is a bi-weekly type of approach because I get paid every two weeks. Um, I am honestly a little ashamed at my budgeting approach because it's very, very, it's very little. I do like to pay myself last. Okay. So uh, school loans, mortgage, um, electricity, uh, whatever, whatever payments I need to go out, I, I pay those right away. I mean, I have like a recurring payment. So immediately, um, whatever credit cards I've spent, the pay, whatever credit card transaction I've had during those two weeks, I pay those off completely. And whatever's left over, I generally pay myself. And um, if I do have any money left over, when the next check comes in, which say there's a couple hundred dollars left over, then I'll throw that towards my savings. Do you, do you currently have an emergency fund or? I have an emergency fund and it's, it's about two to three months emergency. So maybe about half of what I would like to be at. So I, I honestly believe that I should have a somewhere between like a four to six month emergency fund, but I, 
I do have a little bit more leeway knowing that I'm, I am single. Um, I don't have, I don't own a car. I'm very blessed to have my company provide me with a company car. Um, so I don't have any kids either. So it, it, in the case of an emergency, the only person I have to worry about is myself Yeah. and, and my bills and the only one who will, will suffer will be myself if, if an emergency does take place. But to answer your question, it's anywhere between two to three months. And are you, are you actively working to get it up to that, you know, to that level you want it to get to? Or is it something that you think about after the fact? Because I, I know you said you pay yourself um, last after you pay all your, your expenses. But is, is like money set aside for emergency fund, is that part of a category in your budget? Or is it, does it come after the fact? It, it's probably not a, a main category or part of my budget. I'm just kind of working towards it. And I don't have a set dollar amount that I do pay towards that emergency fund. So like oh, okay. I said, if there's no money left over, then nothing goes towards that uh, increasing my emergency fund. And sometimes there might be two or $300 left over and I will throw that two or $300 towards that emergency fund. So um, sometimes I'll see, you know, the percentage kind of increase rapidly because I do have extra money. Just say like in the winter months when I'm not going out as often mm -hmm. and, going to restaurants or hitting the beach or bars. Um, but in the summer months, I tend to spend a lot more money. So an emergency fund tends to stay the same throughout those months. What if you get like a bonus at work? Like if you were, I'm sure that, you know, being in the, in the industry that you're in, there's, you're sure there's bonuses available for you guys or, you know, opportunity to make more money. If you get paid out a bonus, do you, what do you do with it first? Do you, do you think of saving it or do you think of like spending you know, something that you need, something that came up, like what's your, your approach when you get paid out, you know, money that you generally, weren't expecting? Yeah, generally, my first approach is I'll take half of it and I will just totally try to uh, lessen my student loans because right now you know, the interest is relatively high. So I think uh, the less I have on my balance, uh, the less I'm going to be affected by that interest. So uh, just say arbitrary numbers, I get a $20,000 bonus, 10000 of that will go straight to my school loans and the other $10,000 would be uh, more it's called play money. I'll probably throw maybe uh, a couple grand in my savings. So I have tangible money uh, to go towards that, uh, that emergency fund that we're talking about. But for the most part, I tend to splurge. So I'll probably go online and, and book a flight somewhere to another country and try to go uh, kind of reward myself for that bonus. Right. Yeah. Because I, I received that bonus for a reason. And it's because of hard work and dedication towards my job. So I like to reward myself by a travel or find myself something expensive or something that I probably shouldn't, but something that would make me happy instantly. <laughs> For uh, So we talked about like the emergency fund and how you uh, kind of approach your like budgeting strategy. Have you started investing at all? I do uh, have a couple ways of investing. So I mean, I have my traditional 401k, which I've been investing in that for, let's call it about almost nine years now. And uh, I set aside 9% of every single paycheck and that's what my company matches. So 9% is, is what I have. Um, and then I also have invested in mutual funds over the past two years, which is my other retirement. And I mainly use the mutual fund tactic to pay for my taxes when I do pull out my 401k. So say, for example, my 401k is $10. 
uh, that I'm going to get in retirement. Again, arbitrary arbitrary numbers. I'm hoping I'm going to have more than ten dollars, but ten dollars. And Sam, I'm only going to walk away with six dollars because I'm going to have to pay four dollars in taxes. I will use that mutual fund earnings uh, when I'm sixty or sixty-five when I retire to pay for those taxes of the four hundred one k. Spring is in full bloom. Are your finances? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can build credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments, all with no annual fees or interest. With Chime Secured Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Nice. Do you actively manage your 401k? Like, do you look like the performance, how much you pay in fees and, and stuff like that? Or did you just set it and forget it, put it in a target retirement, like target date retirement account, and then just have the money go in there? Or do you do you mess around with the asset allocation? Mm-hmm. Generally, I don't mess with it. I kind of just set it, forget it. Uh, I tend to adjust here and there whenever there's a new presidential election uh, based on just what I think might be the right choice. Uh, and again, those that knowledge of how I adjust is basically just from word of mouth or a few articles that I've read. But for the most part, I check on it on a month-to-month basis to see how much I have in there, how much have I grown, um, how much have I grown within that month, that the, the following six months, how much am I going to get throughout that entire year based on the trajectory and the compound interest that is involved in that. But for the most part, I, I rarely adjust it. And then again, with the mutual funds, that's not something that I manage. That's something that my investor manages for me. Do you know what type of account your financial advisor put you in? Did he put you in a, like in a Roth IRA? Did he put you in a taxable brokerage? Did he put you in a traditional IRA? Do you know what type of account you're, you're investing in? Yeah, it's a traditional IRA. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. So that's what it is. And so it's basically the 401k, the mutual funds. And then if you want to, if you want to loop in the, the mortgage, I do have a one property that I'm currently living in. Um, that would be my third source of investing. Very nice. And do you do any investing in crypto at all? Or is that not on your radar right now? It's not on my radar. No. Um, it, you know, I'm not going to say it's not on my radar. It's just that I, again, that's another area where I'm not knowledgeable in and I just don't want to take word of mouth and jump into it. I do have a lot of close friends and and even my brothers who invest heavily in crypto. And for some of my friends, that's actually their own only source of income. But I have a uh, a friend who travels a lot, gets little side jobs here and there whenever he feels like he needs extra cash. But for the most part, his uh, main source of income is through crypto. And he's been relatively successful in my opinion. But currently not on my radar. For example, three years ago, I said, well, now is not the time because I feel like the, the coins are too expensive. And three years later, the coins it's are super expensive. More expensive. <laughs> now right. I'm three years behind and, and now I'm saying the same thing. So maybe next year I could be in a worse situation. So, you know, I don't think there's really ever a right time to uh, jump in. And I think it just really when you just have the extra cash. And yeah. obviously, you guys, I just I just told you my history of my budgeting. Um, so right now is not the right time, but then again, I don't really think there's any of a right time investing. Uh, I think the worst time is just to not do it ever. Right. And that's kind of like, yeah, I do have some investing, but, um, I I would like to get into some cryptos. And and I think the, the, the thing to remember is when investing in crypto, don't invest more than you're willing to lose. 
because most of the time, like, you know, everyone gets excited, jumps in, and you jump in at the top of the market. And then for some reason, you know, something comes out in the news and boom, all your money gets either cut in half or cut. You lose 75% of your money in there. You just got to have that stomach to, to, you know, be able to watch that and then watch it go back up again. Because I believe, you know, as, as we, you know, progress into like blockchain technology and all that stuff that we're going to use in the future, I think it will become more valuable. So, um, yeah, it's something, definitely something to look at, but I wouldn't advise anyone to take their life savings and, and dump it into crypto. I would say, you know, just invest what you're willing to lose and, and then just go from there. So. Gotcha. Okay. So what are your ultimate financial goals? Uh, is it generational wealth or retire early? Like, do you have anything planned out? My, my overall goal is just to retire as early as I can with anywhere between 100 to 150 grand uh, annually of, of, of an income at retiring. Um, I know I think average retired age is what, I'm gonna say 65 to 67. I would like to retire somewhere between you know, 55 and 60. But to that, to that point, when I do retire, it's not like a, hey, I'm retired and I'm done working. I definitely would like to pick up another, another vocational job, something that I'm interested in, whether it's, uh, I don't know, coaching a football team for a couple of extra dollars or teaching a co- some college courses at a junior, at a junior college. But uh, overall, I think I would like to retire early, um, not necessarily have money for, uh, for my kids or for any loved ones, uh, not to sound selfish, but I didn't really have that benefit or that luxury growing up. So, and I'm, I feel like I'm in a good situation financially and career-wise and education. So uh, I don't necessarily think you need money from a parent or from a grandparent in order to be successful. Sure, it would put you in a better spot. But um, you know, I, just like everyone else is, I think the, some people are more selfish than others. And I think I'm a little bit more selfish when it comes to, to that area. And, so. and, I, and I think like, you don't really have to look at it that way. Because I think what's more valuable than actually leaving them money is leaving them the knowledge. So if you're able to like, you know, teach them, teach them on good saving habits, good budgeting techniques and having them start investing early, that's probably the best thing you can do for your child because, or your family members or whatever, because that way they've learned how to do it themselves. So we've all heard the phrase, you know, give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day, teach a man to fish, he'll eat forever. So I think that really applies to that. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't say it's selfish on your part. I mean, you earned it. You built it up. Like you said, you, you came from, like, having very little to being able to have what you have now. And I think, you know, just just passing on that knowledge is, is good enough. Um, and I think, like, you know, if all of us, it sounds like all of us are in our 30s. I mean, if we all started investing in early 20s, you know, maybe even 19s, like, man, we would have a lot of, <laughs> like a even bigger portfolio right now. But I think just, just drilling that knowledge into our loved ones at a very young age, I think that's probably the best, best thing you can leave behind. So do you, so do you think, think personal, personal finance, finance and financial, financial literacy, literacy are, important? are important? I absolutely do think it's important. Um, I want to say maybe about five years ago, I really did it. I was always uh, dependent that if I get a healthy enough salary that I don't necessarily need knowledge on finances. 
But I've come to realize unless you are, even if, if you, even if you are making millions of dollars a year, you still should have some base of financial knowledge. You should be very literate on how to save, how to budget, how to invest, because you, you can make your money work for you, right? You don't necessarily, you could, you're not, I mean, it's good that you're a hard worker and you're going to go out and, and make money, but at the same time, it's like work smarter, not harder, and let your money work for you. And how are you going to do that? You've got to be educated and be very literate. Um, so yes, I think uh, financial literacy is very important for any individual, no matter if you're making minimum wage or if you are um, uh, making quarter million dollars a year. And how do you think people can better their financial situation? I mean, from, you know, learning. I mean, for me, I think with the the epiphany came when you know, I was working multiple jobs and just for some reason, I just couldn't retain money. And then, um, you know, I, I started learning about investing and then realizing that I don't have to work as hard. I can, you know, make this money and put it to work for me. And now I'm, yeah. I can start to see, reap those rewards and, and seeing, it gets me excited when I, you know, get paid out dividends and stuff like that. And so how, yeah, how do you yeah. think people can better their financial situation? Uh, again, I'm not a financial expert, but if I were had to give three tips on how to, how to better their, their futures is I think the rule number one would be to start early, right? We always talk about, oh, I'll do it next year, or I'll do it when I get my bonus, or I'll do it when I get a raise, or I'll do it when I get a new job, or I'll do it when I get a, that check from grandma on Christmas. Um, I think starting as early as possible is going to help you, uh, reach that success a lot more early on than life. And then again, there's never a, a too late time to start. Um, I know my parents just started investing recently and they are in their sixties, uh, but they're going to be in a better position when they're uh, hopefully 80 years old, rather than if they don't start investing now. So first tip would be to start as early as possible. Second, I think would be to, to budget, right? Put yourself on a budget. Um, you hear my kind of horror stories where I don't, I'm not on a very, very strict budget. And I use the excuse because I don't really have any uh, people under me or aside me, like a wife or kids or uh, anything like that. So the only person who's going to suffer is me, but I definitely think budgeting is a very important process. And then uh, lastly would be investing, but investing smart, right? Uh, put your money where it's going to be, where it's going to work for you, right? So you hear that term compound interest. Um, I think it, you find different areas where when you do put your money in over time, it grows and faster and faster, kind of like the snowball effect. It's, been, it's not going to look like it's growing significantly, but in three, five, 10 years, you're going to start seeing that snowball effect really, really start to increase in the speed of your, the speed of your money, just uh, increase at a rapid rate. And again, that's where you're kind of making your money work for you. Right. Yep. Right. So those are the three things that I would, uh, as the biggest takeaway. All right, so a special thank you for to Adrian for jumping on with us. Hopefully, everybody else enjoyed this episode as much as we did. It was a very fun episode, so thank you, Adrian, once again. Uh, just as a reminder, you know, we all manage and approach our finances differently. Like, you got one side today from one of our listeners. But one thing to remember is, you know, we do all share that one common goal, and that's to have enough money to where we don't have to worry about money. So, you know, build your own personal plan and stick to it. Yeah, so don't forget, follow, download, subscribe, depending on where you're listening. Thank you guys again. We'll see you on the next one. Peace. Peace.